This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, a good Saturday evening, Delaware Valley, and welcome in uh, to another Saturday night. Welcome into the big show along with Jay Doc in the studio. I'm Joe Krause. Glad to be with you uh, on a Saturday night and a special uh, guest in the big chair tonight. Uh, a gentleman who we'd love to have in that big chair more often. But when you know something important going on, Jay Doc, when we bring Pat Eiding uh, into the studio and we welcome into the studio uh, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's like uh, we got the band back together and, and uh, always an honor and, and awesome to have President Pat Eiding in, in in the big chair and and uh, certainly it's it's a, a chair he's occupied for the last three years and we're ecstatic to have him back on the program. Well, listen, it's great to be here. I uh, I miss I miss the the excitement. I miss the chance to being able to to talk to the people out there that maybe don't get a chance to see us too much. Uh, probably the folks around me are tired of hearing me telling these <laughs> stories I normally would tell on radio. But uh, there's a lot going on, and and uh, you know we. Uh, we don't settle down too quietly. We have uh, what's going on. I would say this. There's a lot more going on in Philadelphia than there is in Harrisburg. I'll tell you that right off the bat. But uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the the, uh, the different things that are happening in the, in the, in the, in the, with the workers. The, the, there's some good stuff going on. You know, uh, not too long ago, SCIU was able to get a collective bargaining agreement with the workers down at the airport. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we do great work here in Philadelphia. The uh, uh, elections are coming up, uh, you know, they're only weeks away, and, uh, you know, the the biggest problem we're going to have, you know, we, we have uh, uh, two good candidates running for uh, control and for, for uh, a district attorney, and we have some great judges running, and the biggest challenge we're going to have, and we've talked about this through the years, getting people out, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I sat down with Bobby Heenan the other day, who's working on uh, uh, trying to do some uh, massaging of, with the city council with the, the way we fund politicians so we could get more people involved from uh, people who every day would maybe be able to give five, ten dollars and feel like they're part of it. Subsequently, we feel then they'll go out and vote because they do feel like they're part of it. And when we get this machine attitude going on and millions of dollars coming in, and, you know, sometimes we're, we're the benefit of it. You know, uh, Krasner certainly uh, had, had the benefit of somebody's million dollars. But the, 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 real, the real thing, I think, with the controller and, and what happened there, you, you saw a little change in some of the young people trying to see some – getting some involvement. So, uh, there, you know, these are important things, and we've we got to keep working at that. But we also got to make sure we protect workers, you know, uh, uh, a few days ago, there, there was finally a ruling that three hundred some thousand dollars is going to be paid to the workers at Tulula's Garden, and uh, you know what, why is that a big deal? Well, these folks these folks were made to work before their time clocked in, so to speak. So before they were getting paid their hourly rate, they were coming and prepping their stuff, or they, maybe working overtime hours, those things, and never getting paid. 
And, you know, here in Philadelphia and the, and the folks we work with in Philadelphia, including the mayor, we were able to put a, a, a piece of legislation in a couple of years called Paycheck, uh, pay, paycheck Theft Protection, okay? And what does that mean? It means, well, listen, our good friend uh, Pete from uh, Chicken and Pete's, you know, he found the need to hold back some people's uh, uh, t- tips. tips. And and, and now we, we see it through Little's Garden that they were being made to work hours they weren't getting paid for. Justice is now being done. They're going to be reimbursed their money plus some damages. And we got to, the thing that scares me is that we have these folks up in Harrisburg who can't do their own job. They want to preempt what Philadelphia is doing. You know, we, we did, uh, again, not too long ago, working with the community, uh, we, we did paid sick leave. Now the state and Terzai and his clowns up there, they want to do a preemption of that. So Philadelphia can't do these. It's just a crazy, crazy situation. But, you know, we got to make sure we stay there for the fight. I don't want to gloss over it, Pat. I want to spend a little bit of time, if you don't mind, on uh, the Tallulah's Garden story because I want to make sure uh, that the listening audience and those tuning in tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT understand the depth of what it means. Understand the scope of exactly what happened uh, to employees of Tallulah's. So, I mean, listen, there, there's no protection with a collective bargaining or anything like that for most of the people who work in the city in those kinds of industries. And I've been to Toledo's Garden. It's a very fine place to go. And I got to tell you, the folks who work there, they're professionals. They're good. The waitresses, the folks that do the cooking, they're all professionals. But the company seems to think it's okay to have them work hours they don't get paid bring them in and make them stay later than what they should and various other things. And so almost $200,000 in back wages was calculated uh, through the through the through the, uh, the the legal end of it, and and so they're going to get that, and they're going to get some damages. It's sad that that has to happen, but fe- people want to step back and think for a minute that that happens every day. I mean, folks that work in these fast food places, so many times, first of all, they're getting minimum wages, Joe, and then they get they they get made to stay later or made to come in earlier, and you know, people should be paid for what they work. And so if you have a fine place like Tallulah's Garden, make sure the people working there are handled and and treated the same way as the customers are. And so there's a facade that goes on when that happens, and there's no no place for for these workers generally to go. So we're so happy. And we didn't do it. I mean, the union didn't do it. But if the union was there, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. And so when you look at the folks down at the the, uh, airport that were carrying bags and, and, and prepping other things down there, Originally, they were getting minimum wage, $7 an hour. Through the city's effort and the administration we have here, and I keep talking about the city because we have such a bad situation in Harrisburg, you know, there's there's a $12 minimum for any job anybody works on, no matter what company, if there's city money involved in it. And these are things that a lot of folks don't realize this is all happening because people like our labor leaders and, and community that work together Try to try to work with the administration to make sure they're aware of these things, and then we get some legislation passed. I know since we met, I know since J. Doc and I sat down with you, I think almost five years ago at the Mayfair Diner, I believe it was when we first had a conversation about uh, bringing a radio program to fruition. It was the dining car. Was it the dining, the dining car? car no, it was the dining car. Way off, Joe. My headquarters up north. Way off. Sorry about that, I, but. Um, One thing that is accurate from that is your objective, Pat, has always been for the worker. 
what you do, what you stand for, what you, how you conduct yourself, the meetings that you attend, what you push for, um, is always for the worker. And I think Tallulah's Garden is an example of where here the worker finally wins in a situation where, where they were in a tough spot. Agreed? Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, if we're not engaged in other things and we don't know what's going on, we don't know these things are happening. I mean, let me just jump off a little bit to something else that we're very heavily engaged in, and that's workforce investment. You know, PWI here in Philadelphia, uh, fortunately under this administration, they reached out to a fellow by the name of Pat Clancy, who's been around workforce for years. He's already moved more money to more jobs in the city of Philadelphia than we've had for years because we're working together. And that's a partner we have. Folks don't realize that I've been on that workforce board for 15 years on the state workforce board and on a national board. And the reason is not not because I'm trying to get a, a collective bargaining agreement, because there's a lot of folks out there that need help getting jobs, protection on their jobs. And if that's not what we're dedicated to, then what are we here for? I mean, I, I certainly, uh, I, know, I don't aspire to, uh, to be the governor or mayor or any of those things. I am what I am. And, and when I go to bed at night, I feel that my goal tomorrow is going to be to help somebody. My goal yesterday was to help somebody. And that's all it's about. And, and, you know, all the other folks that want to take shots at labor leaders because they're engaged, we have to be engaged in the political end. We have to be engaged in the community end, you know. Uh, we're starting in, in the council, and we'll have a town meeting on the 15th of November. We have hired somebody for community engagement. Now, that's kind of an odd term, community engagement. It's because labor and the community were the ones who got the, the, the paycheck theft help passed by working together with the community. They're the folks that got the, the paid sick leave working together. So we want to expand that. We, we think that with all the nonprofits around, there should be one where we can work together with the community, labor in the community, which we kind of do sporadically and, and offhandedly. I want to do it, I want to do it more uh, in, in a collective manner that meets on a regular basis, that uh, we're going to call it Working Families Partners, and see what are the issues in the city of Philadelphia that the community needs and labor can help them and vice versa. And, Joe, it's just to what we've talked about all the time. That's what it's about. And and uh, when we start in these jobs, you know, it's all great. We get elected, and that's pretty fancy. But at the end of the day, if, you're, if your every day isn't dedicated to all working people, not just those folks we're fortunate enough to have a collective bargaining agreement, then, then you should go in another business. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's an hour tonight with the president of the uh, AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, joining us for uh, the full hour. When we come back after the break, uh, we'll recognize Pat for his uh, 50 over 50, right, Jay doc So uh, we'll reference that. I'm sure he didn't want us to do that, but we will do that, plus continue uh, our conversation more on the DA's race, on the Wolf administration, and a lot more on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're back in a moment. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, made the announcement earlier in the week about the Philadelphia Building Trades, announcing the 31st annual 
All-Star Labor Classic. That date is April 8th, the Sunday uh, after Easter in 2018. Uh, an event that has an incredible impact around the Delaware Valley moves to year number 31. Uh, staggering to me. Um, just one example of the good work uh, that's being done by the labor community in the Delaware Valley. Absolutely incredible event. Um, one thing I wanted to do is comment on some of the things Pat was talking about. Um, recently, an individual I know was having some issues at work. I did a little research, and we talk about it, Pat. Sometimes, you know, you see the list of what the labor movement brought you, and, you, you know, you talk about a collective bargaining agreement, but it really doesn't hit you until you actually read that in Pennsylvania, you don't get a lunch. Like, this individual doesn't get a lunch. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm what do you mean you don't get a lunch? You're like not you're, allowed you're, to have a lunch? You're, you're, no, you're not. The employer is you not don't have required to give it to you. To give, That's the difference. It doesn't have to give you a lunch. And as much as I've read the rules and all those things, and, and you know, and you know that the list of what the labor movements brought you, until you actually see it, I was look. You know, unless you have a collective bargaining agreement. That employer is not entitled to give you a lunch. So if break. I'm so is this so if I'm an employee of a company and I'm not a member of the I'm not a member of the union. There's no collective ag- agreement there, and, and I'm working from I don't know nine to five. Well, they not, do have to give you overtime after a specific amount, but I think it's after forty hours. Well, no, well, nine to five would be forty hours. No, no, that's one day. I guess it's collective. I don't know, but my point is, let's just say nine to five. I don't. I don't think that they're required to give you a lunch. Well, I, I, the, I think the misunderstanding, you know, that it w- and I don't want to get too technical, but the child labor laws at one time indicated you could only work so many hours and you had to have a break. You know, whether that was a lunch break or a, or a ten minute break. But a lot of folks just assume that the labor law covers all people, and it doesn't. So if, if you work for some clown that uh, wants you to work through lunch, or by the way, uh, you know, talk about a young lady working for a lawyer years ago when her off hours was sent to do jobs like mail the mail during lunch or, or go do something else during lunch or do this on the way home from lunch. They weren't getting paid for that time. So you would think that if you went through, passed through 30 years, the stuff of that would be gone and there'd be some laws, but there aren't. There's no protection whatsoever. And, you know, the, the assumption of lunch, lunch is something that's almost foregone, but in some industries, where it's more convenient to be able to work through and you don't get compensated for it, there's no place to go. And, you know, at some point you could go to the Department of Labor, but it's tough to win there. It's tough unless somebody is actually beating you or something like that. You you know, know? the opening segment of the show, we talked about, uh, we talked about the, uh, we talked about the restaurant, uh, Tallulah's Garden, uh, Pat, but in, in some of your, dialogue in our opening segment he kept referencing working with the city because of how frustrating uh the road up the turnpike in harrisburg uh has become how challenging is it right now can anything get done there or not it, it, listen joe it it is so frustrating that it's hard sometimes to even talk about it without throwing profanity into it I, and i hate to t- say it that way but you know this guy terzai he he is just he's 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 in a different world he has no concept what it's like to live in a big city uh, you know, he'd be better off handling the, some of the Amish uh, horse and wagons because that might be more in his me- in mentality. But, you know, we know that these schools, until we get some money for these schools, they're not going to get any better. And I'm not just talking about Philadelphia. I mean, we, 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 we have kids going through the best classes in Philadelphia, CTE classes, that aren't coming out with better than f- maybe sixth or seventh grade reading and math. 
That can't be. It's got to be. You know, so that's the first place we got to do it. I mentioned uh, the, the workforce investment that we're working in stuff because, you know, the mayor that we have now saw that it wasn't going anywhere. It was money coming through and training money, but nobody was getting jobs. I mean, you've got some programs now at Philadelphia Electric uh, for gas lines that are training people for jobs that are going to be for a, a, a career working for Philadelphia Electric, Philadelphia Gas Works. They're all being monitored and worked with with the, with the Philadelphia Works. And so that's a city organization. Now we have a state organization too, but when you get down to a city like Philadelphia, which is one of the poorest big cities in the country, if not the poorest big city, uh, you, you have to have this collaboration for folks to work together. And the biggest part of that collaboration is labor because we understand what it, what it is for people to make a living and, and to be able to raise a family. And, and so even though we may not be organizing that group. We're organizing a group to help that group. And 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 the people in Harrisburg have a whole different viewpoint. I mean, this this governor, you know, people want to pick on this governor. And, and I heard, I won't even mention his name, somebody who, the last person who should be saying anything bad about Governor Wolf in the community he comes from, saying something off about the, the governor. What has he been able to do? I mean, you got two, at least the Senate come up with something. And the Senate has some rationale in their thinking. But this House... This house is nuts. They're crazy, and 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 they're they're they don't have one concern for the city. I mentioned in in the previous segment about preemption. City like Philadelphia does something good for working people. They want to preempt it so they can't do it. And I have to tell you, I I have to I have to really look at Senator Williams and say, what are you doing? What, you know, do you want to be a Republican? Go be a Republican. Go with the right wing guys. But you know, don't take our business to Harrisburg with these people who hate us here. And, 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 you know, the stuff that the, the Mayor Kenny's trying to do, love or not love that soda tax, he's trying to get kids help. He's trying to get kids help because the school district can't do it. And, you know, if, and you look at these people that are coming out, the shop right. You know, Jeff Brown, I know Jeff Brown pretty well. I sit on a couple things with him. But don't tell me that you're getting beat up because of the soda tax because guess what? He did it himself. If I walk into a Rite Aid, you don't see big signs on there about the mayor's uh, tax on soda and things. You go buy a bottle of soda, you pay the six or seven percent, because they flow it with other things. What right? What Shoprite has done, and of course the whole board, them along with the soda people, they've taken initiative to beat it down. So they're going out of their way, and quite honestly, if they're losing business, it's because they're going out of their way putting a, a you know, a, a ten by twelve sign up. This is the city's tax, and this is why your soda is so much money. So somebody said, well, then I'll go someplace else and buy it. You know, if they just would work with it and help these kids. Listen, just take the money that they're spending to fight the mayor. Put that in a pot to help the kids. Let's see what that would do. You know, so and this is the kind of mentality that happens up in Harrisburg. I think we got to come together a little bit better. We can't. So by Senator Williams and Jeff Brown taking out to Harrisburg and to, to this guy Wagner, who would like to put us all out of business. What a sad day that is. Yeah, I mean, and we talk, we've talked about Wagner and Terzai plenty of times, and you talk about, I know, I know we'll touch base on it later, but the budget situation up there and the governor's got it's his hands full. It's a disgrace. I mean, and, and by the way, you're looking at two guys that are likely going to run for governor against him, so it's in their best interest for him not to be able to balance a budget. They certainly, they wanna, they certainly don't want to raise taxes, so they want to take loans out. Uh, they want to take loans out that we don't think, they don't think we know you got to pay back with interest. You're buying the money. You're not, you, you know, you're not really borrowing it. It's a, it's a joke. Uh, so people would sit there and blame the governor for, for for the fact that we don't have a budget. Let me tell you something. He's dealing with two houses that are not working with him. The, the, the severance tax is is real and it should be there. 
And nobody wants to see, you know, natural gas coming through Philadelphia more than I do. I've been working on the Energy Coalition. I've been working with all those folks. But there's no reason why that that tax can't help our kids have a better way of education. Why? And I'm not just talking about Philadelphia. I'm talking in the state. And that's really where this thing should be. The other stuff that they're doing, the barring this and barring that, it's not fixing anything. And, you know, it, it's just a terrible piece of how the, the house is a terrible piece of uh, governance up there that just is not thinking clearly. And I give credit to the governor for hanging in there. I hope he hangs in right to the end, end with it. It's an hour with the president, Pat Eiding of the AFL-CIO here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Saturday Night Live with you in the Delaware Valley as we look out of the uh, beautiful WPHT studios uh, looking over at the Ben Franklin Bridge on a Saturday evening. We'll take our commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue conversation with Pat Eiding. We'll switch gears. The DA's race coming up. How will the unions affect the DA's race? We'll have that coming back. I won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at Local 98 or the Philadelphia Building Trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs. And back here live on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Top of the hour. Dan Loney comes along, takes you into the night. 8 to 11 every Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Jay Doc in the studio along with uh, Pat Eiding. We're spending an hour with the president, Pat Eiding, AFL-CIO, fresh off of his 50 over 50 uh, list uh, being honored uh, this past week. Pretty good stuff, Pat. 50 over 50, what does that mean? There's some pretty, pretty yeah. big shot names <laughs> yeah, in that list. That's I don't a know good how, list. I, I guess just because I turned 50 a couple weeks ago, it worked out great. <laughs> See, that was my, that was my thing. I get, I get the 50, uh, the 50, you know, most influential people in Pennsylvania, but over over 50, I want to see ID there. The boss, that shocked me, Pat. Uh, yeah, me, me too, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> we continue our dialogue and our conversation with Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO. It's a very special hour uh, with the president. We're bouncing around uh, on multiple conversations and multiple bullet points and multiple talking points. Uh, tonight, Pat, I want to shift into the DA's race, um, which is coming up and, and uh, is going to have an impact in the, the direction of the city in, in, in terms of how things are going to play out. I'd love for you to weigh in on it if you can. Well, I mean, listen, up front, we, we could tell you that the, uh, you know, the labor people in Philadelphia, the AFL-CIO, along with the building trades, we, we're together on Krasner. Uh, and, and saying that is important because there were a lot of good candidates for, for district attorney. So, uh, you know, you don't want to you don't want to delude this thing that just one person came along and we grabbed them. And we we in the, in the primary, I know there was a lot of different thoughts on, on who should be the district attorney and a lot of good candidates. But at the end, when, when this gentleman won and when we finally sat down and listened to his viewpoints, I think what, what he brings to us and why we're going to be working hard for him is he brings to us uh, an atmosphere, I think, that you're seeing. It's a change atmosphere. And and I think it, it was, it, you know, of course, I don't want to go to the national election because we, we, we've done shows on that. But I, I think what you're seeing in the city of Philadelphia, the controller's race. You know, the incumbent uh, kind of looks like a walk in the park. And, and that didn't happen. And, and so, Rebecca, when, what, what I see, and I just said this is in a meeting this morning, what I'm seeing is there's folks that want some change. There, you know, I hope it doesn't go to the degree of a Trump change, but I think they want to they be able to, if they're going to vote, they want to have some say about it. And uh, I think what Krasner brings is, is a voice of, of, uh, 
of the wilderness kind of thing. And I, that sounds a little strange, but he brings a whole different, a whole different uh, personality to this position. Um, it was, if, even for myself, I had to get to know him a little sure. bit because on the surface, it seems like he's way out of the mix, but that's not the case. This, do, do you this think guy the is, public, uh, do you think that the public ha- shares that same perception that, that this guy's out of the, out, out of the park a little bit? Well, I, I don't, but I don't, I mean in a good way, not in a bad way. I think that way, I, what I'm talking about. I think, uh, and you know, Pat, it's more like he's an unconventional type of, of candidate. In other words, his, his, um, Certainly, you know, his discussion is more based on uh, representing the people and not meeting quotas in regards to, to you know, to, to convictions. And, and um, so, I, listen, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of thought, you know, that goes there. Um, and certainly, you know, uh, you know, you know, you've, you've, you're running to somebody there who is talking about, you know, throwing away, you know, minor stuff and, and going after the big stuff talk but also you don't usually have a da that talks about you know the, the police corruption or, or, or police brutality or anything like that and this guy said he likes good cops he does not you know i i uh, he does not want to go after good cops he's interested in going at you know going after bad cops and no one like and mcnesby's even said you know no one likes a bad cop so but you're there's bad people everywhere and we talked about this before i mean you know you, you know if you're a mechanic you know the majority of people are good they just don't carry guns and so you, you, when, when it's a when it's a police officer it's on the it's on the news but um it's an unconventional uh conversation that 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 Krasner has but you know it's it's catching in the city of Philadelphia and it's certainly an, an interesting point of view for sure and and I don't know you know when when I'm looking at it and may, maybe I'm just the committee of one that's looking at it this way uh, I, I'm looking at it because if especially the district attorney's race there were a lot of names in in that primary that people were connected with, and and I mean that in a good way, not a bad way. Sure, uh, you know the city controller. I mean, labor supported the city controller. I mean, you you know, so you had a lot of that that effort and that m- m- mobility and strength that goes into elections were for other candidates, and so folks came up, and probably some of our own that you know our own members came up and take a, took a look at this, and they felt that there was there was enough reason to bring in a new face. I mean, even in a controller's place, it's that's a new young face, and and I would I would look at some of the, the neighborhoods and down in Philadelphia now. There's a lot of folks there that maybe they're starting to vote a little bit. Maybe they're going to. I hope this is a good sign. In in Krasner's case, it, 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 he was different, but when you sit down and talk to him, and 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 you you, it's not as a, it's not as extreme as I think it seems to be publicly. It's more valued, and and so you're going to see a whole lot of folks that didn't know uh, that much about well about her they did, but about him, who are going to come out strong for this. So I think the election is going to be, um, it's going to be very strong for the candidates that we've endorsed. But the other concern I have, as we always talk about, Joe, is turnout. And there's a lot of good judges that are involved in this election also. So uh, it's one of those kinds of election. It's tough enough, as you know, for us to pull the people out in the city to begin with. It's one of those kinds of election where, where turnout's going to make a big difference. Do I think there's going to be enough uh, folks who don't come out that these two people won't win? I don't think so, but I don't think anybody should take it for granted either. I mean, there's, there's a, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a, not a wave, but there's a feeling going on. And I don't, I don't think it's just nationally. It's a feeling going on here in Philadelphia, and you're seeing some change in thoughts and attitude. And and uh, 
sometimes they don't want to be told who to vote for. And we have to approach it ourselves in labor. We have to talk about who the candidate is and talk to, to, talk to the members. So I, I, I think our candidates are going to win. Uh, you know, we're Danny Bowder, our person, is already, you know, Danny is the, our political campaign manager. He's already got folks out there knocking and walking already, and, and that will progressively build. Uh, but the concern we should have, especially the judges, is, is turnout. Right, and, and you're not you're not dealing with a you know you're not dealing with it's not a governor's race, it's not a mayor's race, it's certainly not a presidential race. So so you know you're talking about you know that's always a major concern. Pat, what are some of the things? I know Danny's out there. You talk about labor to neighbor and 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 uh, but also the voting drives and and the, and the door to door stuff. I mean nobody works harder than him and, and the crew you have out there. What are some of the things that you guys do to you know to kind of you know, get the word out there now. Well, what we're trying to do, what Danny's trying to do now, his 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 approach this time is going to instead of scattering a bunch of people on a Saturday or a Wednesday to go, he's going to try to get each certain unions to take that time. So there's accountability in that. So you know, if my union goes out there, I know where they were knocking, who they knocked on. They'll bring those things back, and then we'll then we can evaluate which way it's going because we. You know, the the labor movement is uh, is pretty advanced as far as elections now. We we know where folks voted. We know where they're going to vote. We know where not to knock. And so Danny will coordinate and organize that. But I think the, the approach he's doing this time is a little bit different. And then you've seen it. You've been in the Sprint Cup sure. where there are 10 different unions up there. Now, eventually, they'll still do that. But in, in the beginning, he's getting each union to, to adopt an area. Absolutely. And so th- I think that's important for accountability. And then you know what you're what you're achieving as you go forward so i mean the work's going to happen and labor's going to do the work and uh, you know john doherty's going to have his people up. by the way i gotta i gotta give a shout out to john doherty with all his personal situations and Sealy's situation he's doing one heck of a job at the building trades and 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 at a time when folks see all the cranes that he think everything's wonderful you know the time when we're being pressed to make sure we open the doors for people he's doing that uh, he's and and you know John Doc and I are like we're two thick-headed Irishmen. We bumped heads a lot of times through the years, but I have to tell you, he he is amazing me with what he can stay on top of and still be twenty-four-seven with his wife. It's just great. So I had to throw that out there because he's doing, thoughts he's doing a great are, job. Are always with John and his wife, and certainly um, and, and what a task he has. Uh, you know, obviously with that and 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 he doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, I don't think the man sleeps. Quite honestly, no. I mean. It, Listen, one of my, my favorite show ever on this show was our first show when you and John were on. We should we should keep playing that every week. So our ratings. Are we have room. played it twice. We have played it twice already <laughs> right. since the inaugural That's broadcast. Right. It's Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio twelve ten uh, WPHT. Our special uh, guest this evening uh, is President of the AFL uh, CIO Pat Eiding. He's joining us on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back after the break, uh, we're going to talk about all the cranes. We're going to spend our last segment, Pat, uh, talking about uh, how much act. Activity is actually going in Philadelphia as you gander just from the uh, outside the beautiful glass on the 10th floor here uh, down on Market Street. Um, there's work all over the city and it is happening. Plus, I want to get to your agenda uh, with a couple of other things going on uh, as well. Saturday Night Live. With Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries. We take our final break of the big show. We'll be back in a moment. 
I'm becoming out of step with them guys, okay? And mm-hmm. I was a treasurer to the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, sitting in with us uh, tonight. Pat, I, as I led into the break I, and coming out of the break, I did want you to comment um, about, the vival- uh, about the vitality of what's happening in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, a lot of good stuff, uh, no matter where you turn. Uh, that's always a litmus test, at least from an, an eye view, uh, that there's work and there's good stuff happening. Well, listen, Joe, you're absolutely right, and we're very grateful for it. I mean, you know, the the city was was in a, a terrible, like the country, but the city itself was in a terrible, terrible time uh, where nobody could find a job. And, and uh, you know, when, when Comcast and a few other things and these hotels start coming through, uh, and, and quite honestly, it's a place the city, people want to come here. You know, I, I uh, don't want to get off in a story. I bumped into a family in an elevator coming down from the garage over on, on 12th Street. And I said hello, and I said hello to a little girl, and, and I said, where are you from? They were from Georgia. I said, oh, how did, how did you like it? They they loved it. They couldn't wait to come back again. I, you know, and there was a time you wouldn't have heard that. You know, the comedians used to tell jokes about Philadelphia's not there. But the thing that everybody has to realize that it's great to see those buildings coming up, but you're you're looking at the top of Comcast coming about. You're looking at a lot of these people. You already heard a couple uh, hotels that are opening up. That means those cranes come down. And and if there's not another project for those cranes, then there's got to be other work. And I I think you got the ports coming. You, people got to pay attention to the gas that's coming down. I don't want to get into the to the what's happening in Delaware County because they have their issues and they got to be straightened out. But that gas coming to fill it to Marcus Hook. There's two ways it can go. It can come to Marcus Hook, be converted to ships and be shipped out to someplace else, and we can or divert some of it to the city of Philadelphia. And that'll only happen if companies come here and want to see that it's good business here. So there's a lot of work that happens because when those cranes come down, we got to put them someplace else. That's important to make sure we understand that. All right, good stuff. What, uh, uh, good words. I know you had a couple of items on your agenda that you wanted to get to. I'll give you our last few minutes on the show uh, to touch on those. Uh, floor is yours, sir. Joe, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, I'm always talking about how the world doesn't know. And you talked about the All-Star Labor Classic. And, you know, we had uh, we talked about uh, raise a vet, lift a vet that the elevator constructors do for veterans that need an elevator. Uh, more recently here in Philadelphia, Judge Dugan and some others have come to the House of Labor, uh, at both the building trades and our offices. And they presented to us a, 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 a dilemma that I think is a terrible dilemma. And I kind of feel it very personally. We have somewhere around 288 folks that have been killed in Afghanistan and and Iraq that are from the state of Pennsylvania. And we don't have anything memorizing them. So uh, this group of folks have come together and we're trying to come up with funds to put a monument down at Penn's Landing with the others uh, for those folks who who gave their life for us. And uh, excuse me if I get emotional because I I think it's it's a crime we don't have that. We're asking we're asking all of labor to come up. Uh, I know my local union, Steve Pettit, who sure. Joe was at school with, and sure. I I don't know. Great Steve, athlete. Steve was a little bit better athlete than <laughs> He's Joe, the but, best. <laughs> but uh, I brought it to his attention. He took it to his members, and what they did, they sent out to all the members an envelope, self-addressed envelope. Give us ten or twenty dollars. 
you know, that's the kind of thing we can come together and get this done. Now, originally we wanted to get it done by Veterans Day. That might be a little bit more uh, energetic than we can get it done. But if other unions will do what Local 14, the insulators did, get your members involved. They don't have to come up with a hundred dollars, but if, you know, if you have five hundred members and they come up with a ten, that's pretty good stuff. So, we want to get this done. Uh, I know that I am going to bring this up at our board meeting every month until I see this thing done. Uh, I've committed myself to Judge Dugan that I I want to partner with them to get it done. I know the building trades are all in on it, and uh, even to the point when the time comes to actually do the structure, there'll be people there doing doing the work. I know. So that's something I would like people to to and. You know, if you have any questions, call us at our hotline over at the Central Labor Council, 215-665-9800. We'll give you the information. We'll tell you where to go. Uh, If I throw that all out over the phone, over the radio, it might get confusing, but... It's 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 called the, the the program is called the Global War on Terror Memorial, and it's about our folks that went over there and defended us and got killed, and we want to make sure that we don't ever forget that. And and so, that's one thing. The other thing I might touch on quickly is, and I know there's a lot of folks here about Puerto Rico and Texas, and and I know that we you know Labor Day we'd made a collection, we sent money to Texas and and what have you. Here in Philadelphia, the seafarers, longshoremen, and the uh, the other maritime workers have come together with their with their employers, I guess, and they got a ship that's going to leave the Philadelphia. It's going to leave actually uh, uh, the uh, Petty's Island, and it's going to go directly to Puerto Rico. So the seafarers hall at Fourth and Oregon Avenue from eight to four every day is collecting mainly water and and those kinds of things that are a little bit more than just clothes. Uh, and there's a little list you can call again that hotline at the AFLCAO two one five six six five ninety eight hundred. They'll give you a list of stuff that's needing. But what's important is the container will be filled at the seafarers. It'll be put on the ship and shipped right to Puerto Rico. There'll be no question where it's going and what it is. So, and it's not just for labor unions. We're we're putting this out to anybody in Philadelphia. This is this is big deal. It's a ship leaving Philadelphia for Puerto Rico. We got to do something with it. They're the kind of things that we're doing. I know that, you know, uh, we we partner with the building trades on Labor Day, and we were able to fill a couple trucks that have already gone down to, you know, to wherever they went, Texas and, 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 and Florida. Florida. But these are the kind of things that uh, we believe in, Joe, and I think it's important stuff. Great stuff from the president uh, of the AFL-CIO, Pat Iding, J-Doc. I give you... Uh, uh, 60 seconds to put a recap on our special show today here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Yeah, just want to thank Pat, obviously. Um, love, love having you here. Um, it was been an honor to sit next to Pat. I know, Joe, you feel the same way for the last three years. And uh, I never sit next to him, though, J. Doc. I always, always sit across, across right? <laughs> um, we do that eye to eye. Thing. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, my, my thing is, is that the leadership... Um, uh, is in, 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 in it represents you know the workforce here in Philadelphia, but also Pat talks about it day and day night, uh, day in and day out. Um, it's not just for people that have a, a collective bargaining agreement. It's 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 about all working people and 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 giving opportunities to people that don't have jobs and also giving back and and and. The last segment right there explains why Philadelphia is one of the strongest uh, labor communities in the country because our leadership is unprecedented. So, Pat, you're the best. You know, we love you. And we want to congratulate you for the 50. I would have called it the 50 under 50, (laughs) but I'll go with the 50 over 50. Uh, Well-deserved and, you know, always an honor to have you here. And listen, I'll I'll go along with 50. They're not going to add anything. That's right. But but listen, uh, get out and vote. 
You know, that's your right. That's what you can do to change things. If you want to change this country, and God knows we need some help right now, that's another whole show. But get out and vote. You can't do anything unless you vote. Thank you. All right. Special thanks to uh, President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, for coming in and being a part of the big show. Uh, Today, more uh, on future shows as we roll on, uh, and we will continue to help support uh, that memorial and see if we can help get that done. A reminder, coming up, the first annual Union Labor Roundtable at the Senesta. Uh, that'll be next week, so watch for details uh, on that as well. That's going to do it for Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor on Talk Radio uh, 1210 WPHT. Uh, thanks to all of our listeners for uh, tuning in and being a part uh, of the big show tonight, a very special show. Again, special thanks to Pat Eiding of the AFL-CIO. On behalf of JDoc, on behalf of all of our listeners from around the Delaware Valley uh, who have joined us on a weekly basis, and of course, uh, on behalf of Pat Eiding uh, on this special Saturday, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.